Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Buenos dias, mi familia. Buenos dias. Que bueno verte otra vez. Hoy quiero compartir mi corazón con todos ustedes. No quiero que mi mensaje sea mal entiendo por arqueos que solo hablan inglés. Hoy solo predicaré en inglés. Gracias por entender. Muchas gracias. Dios los bendiga a todos. Today I want to speak from my heart. I want to continue to share with you from my heart. Where this is coming from is from my heart, honestly. Um, you're going to have to bear with me. I kind of lost my voice last uh, service because it's from my heart. And where it's from my heart, I'm passionate. But I need to remind you something. I will continue and I will always continue to give you a biblical point of view. Amen. I am a pastor. I am, I'm a pastor first. I'm not going to stand up here and give a community point of view. I'm going to give a pastor's point of view. God has allowed me to stand at this altar to, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and nothing else. Now, I want you to understand, because I say I am a Christian first, doesn't mean that I negate, neglect, or deny anything else that I am. Being a Christian doesn't take away from my blackness. Can I get an amen? Yeah, this is going to be one of those tough ones, guys. So just like I said, put your seatbelt on and get ready. Being black doesn't mean that I don't see that you're brown. It doesn't mean that I see that you're white or you're yellow or you're beige. Yes, that was supposed to be funny. Trying to add a little humor in there to lighten things up. Listen, saints, I see who you are. I see it. I'm not going to say that, that God doesn't see color. God created color. He sees everything he made, and he made it for our enjoyment. Praise God. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but, but personally, I, I love that I'm black, and I love soul food, but man, if somebody sits down, sits a plate with camarones, come on, fongo in front of me, I am celebrating. Gloria a Dios. Thank you, Jesus. Gracias, Señor. Come on. God has given us different cultures for us to enjoy. Somebody play some, some pancit and, and, and some, some uh, man, I, I can't even think of all this stuff. Lumpia, some adobo, chicken adobo. Man, come on, man. I know it's close to lunch. Somebody's stomach got to be uh, preaching in tongues right now. So just because I say I'm one thing doesn't mean that I'm ignoring anything else. I, I want to share with you, like, I, if you guys know I have a heart condition, so I go to see a heart specialist. He's, he's a cardiologist. And when I go see the cardiologist, he, he goes in, he says, I'm here to deal with your heart. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but do you know all my other organs matter? And he goes, I know your other organs matter, but right now your heart is sick. And I need to deal with your heart. Because to tell the truth, if we don't fix your heart, the rest of your organs are going to shut down and you're going to die. I need you to catch the analogy. He says, I'm here to fix your heart because right now your heart has an issue. Let me share something a little further. My brother in the Lord, Stan Hardwick, has MS, multiple sclerosis. And every year we go on a march with him because we march against multiple sclerosis. It's a terrible disease. Amen. Can we agree with that? So, but while we're out marching for multiple sclerosis, I don't see anybody running up there and go, well, what about breast cancer? Right? Amen. Come on. Amen. Come on. Come on. You guys hear me? We hate all disease, but right now the topic is MS. Right now we're focused on MS. It doesn't mean because I'm focused on MS that, that, that what you're dealing with is not important. But right now, the issue is MS. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Saints of God, what I'm trying to say is black lives do matter. I'm not talking about BLM. I'm not talking about the, 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 the group. I'm talking about Black Lives Matter. Yes, all lives matter, but black lives matter. Let's be topical here. There's an issue that needs to be dealt with. And just because somebody says black lives matter doesn't mean brown lives don't matter. Doesn't mean white lives don't matter. Doesn't mean Asian lives don't matter. We're just dealing with the topic at this moment. Because to tell the truth, if black lives die off, the whole body, the whole society will die. If brown lives die off, the whole society will die. I'm here to tell you that we are supposed to be a body fitly joined together with each organ supplying to the other. If one organ shuts down, society as we know it will end. Freedom won't be here in America. I have to be, I just literally have to be, just, just listen, saints. And, and today I want to speak to you and those of you that are watching me via social media. Listen, I am speaking to the church. I am speaking to baptized believers. I'm not talking to the world because they have a world point of view. I'm talking to Christians because we have a biblical worldview. Yes, yes. For you, when somebody says that black lives matter, for you to jump and say all lives matter is insensitive. It's true what you said. But a word fitly spoken in due season is like a tree of life. Sometimes some things are better left unsaid. Sometimes you just need to listen. Now we, we always want... Kaya snatched the soapbox from me if I, get, if I stay on it too long. Sometimes we are so busy wanting to be heard that we don't even take time to listen. Do you know God has given us two ears for a reason? Two ears, one mouth. Listen twice as much, then we're talking. Because sometimes if you actually hear what people are saying, you don't need to say anything. Come on, wives. My wife come tell me something. I want to start talking because I'll fix it. She's like, I didn't want you to fix it. I wanted you to listen. <laughs> Amen. Okay, I'm going to share a story with you. This story could be true, or it could be just an analogy. But regardless, I just need you to receive it. Amen? How many people want this country healed? Okay, good. I saw your hands. We got that on camera? Okay. All right. There was this young man that was suffering from bad headaches, migraines. Had them for so long, he bothered, just wouldn't go away. So he goes to the doctor, like we normally do. Goes to the doctor, doctor looks at him, doctor goes, okay, you have a headache, mm-hmm, okay. Uh, how long you had these headaches? Yeah, okay, yeah. All right, so I'm gonna give you something for your migraines, okay, because it sounds like you have migraines. You know, the, you know, the quick 10-minute appointments that it took you three days to get, but you only get to see the doctor for 10 days, uh, 10 minutes. You, anybody, hallelujah, amen. It's like, how you know what I got? You just, you just asked me three questions. It's like, I'm 5'10", I, I, I weigh 200 pounds, and now you just prescribe me medicine. I, you just want to get me in and get me out. Amen. So that's what the doctor does. Oh, you got a headache? Let me insert, uh, prescribe you this medicine. It's called a Jovi, and, and I want you to give yourself injections, and, and that's going to keep your, your frequent headaches from happening, and they won't happen so bad. So the young man says, okay, he takes the medication, and, and it, the meds worked for him for a little while, but the migraines came back. And not only did the migraines come back, all of a sudden, along with the migraines, he started experiencing nausea. So he's saying, man, because of these headaches, I'm getting nausea, and I'm taking, I'm taking these shots. And with the shots, of course, you know, I'm taking some Advil, and I'm popping the pills, and it hurts so bad. And he's like, man, he can't get over it. He's tired of going to the doctor for it. He tells his friend, who his friend is like, I don't believe in conventional medicine, but I am a physician, is what his friend said. So listen, man, I got, I got something for you. It's great for headaches. It's great for nausea. It's medical marijuana. So the guy says, okay. And the dude looks at him. He says, listen, listen, young man. He says, take the medical marijuana, but don't stop taking the rest of your medicine. Do it along. It's going to help with the medication. It works along with the medication. It's going to help you out. It's going to get rid of your headaches, get rid of your nausea. You'll be able to eat. You'll be feeling fine. So the young man says, okay, I'm going to do that. 
So he takes it on and he prescribes the marijuana, he starts taking that. And it helped with the migraine and it helped with the nausea, but, but it, it made him start feeling tired. So now he, he, he's kind of free of the headaches and everything, and he's not nauseous, but now he's, he's tired and he's a little lethargic because of the effects of the medical marijuana. Okay, anybody with me so far? Okay, so weeks later, not only is he just feeling kind of tired, but he's starting to see, he's like, man, I can't see the TV very well. And so he goes to the doctor again, and the doctor goes, oh, okay, yeah, you, you, you're, you need a prescription. So he gives him a prescription. So now he wears these big, thick glasses, and because he's wearing big, thick, thick glasses, he's never worn big, thick glasses before, so now he puts on the big, thick glasses, and all of a sudden, he, he's, he starts losing his coordination because it's kind of hard to look down and look up and see, so his coordination is off. So the marijuana made, left him sleepy, the glasses made him less coordinated, and he was dealing with all these issues that he had, taking medicine, and he's feeling uncoordinated, and he's sleepy all the time, and then all of a sudden, guess what? He starts getting depressed. Now he's depressed. And because he's depressed, he starts acting different. Now, now the, some people think that people that are depressed, they always just sit like this. But people with depression sometimes have mood swings. One minute they're happy, the other minute they're sad. One minute they're happy, then they're very angry. It's a part of being, um, what's the word for it? Uh, bipolar disorder. There's a lot of depression in that. So this young man started experiencing that. So he goes to the doctor again. The doctor says, oh, yeah, you have a bipolar disorder. You have depression. Let me give you some Prozac. So now he's on the Prozac. Now he's taking all this medication, he's taking, he's taking the medical marijuana, but I'm here to tell you guys something. After taking all this medication, this young man wasn't getting better, they just kept treating his symptoms. But if only the first doctor took a closer look. The reality of this young man's problem is that he had a disease. And that disease was is he had a tumor in his brain called a medulla blastoma. A little small tumor in his brain that all he had to do, if the doctor would have done his job thoroughly, if he would have asked the right questions, if he went and did the hard work. Because, you know, sometimes I don't want to work any harder than I have to because I'm not getting paid for this. I'm just going to do what I need to do to get by to say that I treated him. He didn't do the hard work, but if he did the hard work, he would have discovered the tumor in his head. He would have sent him to have the test. He would have discovered the tumor in his head, and they would have removed the tumor because it's an easy fix, easy tumor, survival rate is high, and he would have never suffered from all these other issues. This young man represents our culture today. There's a disease that has infected the culture, and the symptoms are obvious. Now listen, saints, we can focus on the symptoms of this disease, but it's not going to cure the disease. Too many of us are focused on some things that are going on in this world right now. We're up yelling, rioting, protesting, boycotting, racism, but I'm here to tell you that there's something It's a deeper issue than that. The same way this young man had a problem, there were so many symptoms because of the one problem. There was one disease, many different systems. Symptoms, 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 symptoms. So we see in culture right now, we have a disease and the symptoms are this. Racism, hatred, and discord. But racism, hatred, and discord isn't an issue of the skin. It's the symptoms of a disease called sin. It really shouldn't be racism. It should be called racism. Play on words. You'll get it later. of us writing prescriptions instead of dealing with the problem Come on. Yeah. Come on. saints of God I I'm here to tell you today and we're going to talk about this issue that the world has now watch this I'm angry I'm mad at things that are going on but why am I going to let somebody tell me how I'm supposed to feel and what I'm supposed to do to express my own self you want to, you, you're on a medication and you're, you're, you're answering certain, a certain way and you expect me to get on that same thing. You can't tell me how to feel. You can't tell me what to do. Look, I'm trying to just process this. I'm having a hard time processing this myself and I got thousands of people trying to tell me what I need to be doing and how to function with it. And the cold part about it is there are people that ain't even saved. Saints of God, when you start taking advice about spiritual things from people that ain't spiritual, you are in a terrible place. 
I, I know the last time that I looked when 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 my my uh, air conditioner goes out, I don't call a car mechanic. That just makes sense. You would not go see a car mechanic for a stomach ache. So why would you go see a non-believer for something that's spiritual? I need you to open up your spiritual eyes, saints of God, and see that this problem is much bigger than what we're seeing. We're only seeing the symptoms, and we're writing prescriptions for the symptoms instead of dealing with the problem. Now, mind you, as I said this before, just because I'm pointing at one issue doesn't mean that we have to ignore the other issue. Yes, I am a black man. Yes, there is racial racism out there. There's not only racism out there. It's not written down. It's not just cultural. It's also systematic. But I'm a man of God. And you are people of God. And if we continue to act like the world, what do we have to show the world that we need to be saved? But the biggest problem, saints, let me tell you something. Nobody wants to be told that they're sick. There are people in here right now that will not go to the doctor because they're afraid what the doctor's going to tell them. And do you know, you, you can have, and I've seen it, I have seen it, I'm telling you. Working in the medical field, I have seen a person that waits years to come in for a cough. So how long have you been coughing? Like, man, about seven years. Se seven years? We do a chest x-ray or we do a, 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 a CT scan of his lungs, and, and it's filled with cancer. And it's treatable cancer. But treatable cancer left undone will e eventually kill the body. Ooh, that, wait, that, that's a message. Sin that isn't treated eventually, sin that could be eradicated easily, if left in the body, will destroy the body. There is some sin that is unto death and there is sin that is unto death. Scripture. But people won't go to the doctor because they're afraid what the doctor is going to tell them. They'd rather show up to the doctor and go, don't tell me I got cancer, just give me some cough medicine for my cough. I want to deal with the symptoms and not with the issue. There's people walking around. You guys, there's people you guys know got anger issues. That's just a symptom of a deeper problem. We're looking at their anger instead of looking at what's causing their anger. Mm, mm, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. We have been made aware of the symptoms and how to treat the symptoms. But if we truly want to be healed, we have to deal and eradicate the disease. The disease that is going on right now is sin. It is sin, ladies and gentlemen. It's the reason why we have racism is because of sin. It's because of fallen man. And, and, and this is the state that we're in. I don't even understand it sometimes. But I get people, and I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me, let me stop. Let me back up. Saints of God, sin is of a spiritual nature that has natural symptoms. It's spiritual that causes things natural. Because I have a sin nature. See, if we go to Galatians chapter 5 and 19, you begin to read Galatians chapter 5 and 19. And it says the lusts of the flesh are manifested. And it talks about witchcraft and immorality and debaucheries and, and, and hatred, divisions rioting, quarreling. This is, the, this is a manifestation of the flesh. It's a manifestation from something spiritual, which is sin, and it comes through in our flesh. And you know what we've been doing? We've been trying to fight something spiritual with something natural. And while we're trying to fight something, something spiritual with something natural, have you ever driven down the street and seen somebody beat in the air? Come on, you guys. You see them. They're, and they're arguing. You don't realize it's demonic. They are dealing with something spiritual and they're trying to fight it with something natural. But if we get in our mind and the spirit, because you know the things that we can't see are eternal. It's the things that we can't see which will pass away. There's a, there is some situations that are going on in this world and it is up to the church of Jesus Christ to show the world on how to deal with racism. Listen, 
You have to have one with the other. I'm going to explain that. You can't leave one without the other. Because I don't want a doctor coming in and just say, okay, we're going to take him to surgery. I'm like, wait a minute. You need to tell me what I'm sick of. You need to make me aware of why I'm, I'm doing this. You guys listen to me now. I, you need to make me aware. I'm not just going to let you do anything to me. You tell me what the problem is. Tell me why I'm coughing. Tell me why I'm feeling this way. The doctor will come in. And if you guys ever notice, the doctor, doctors will always treat the symptoms. But what they should do is not just treat the symptoms. They need to go after what's causing the problem. So that's a good doctor. Good doctor, he'll do his work. And so what happens is right now, saints of God, we need to be doing our work. Yes, we need to protest. Yes, we need to boycott. Yes, we need to go out there and say things that would need to be said. But now that's time. We got that because right now we have the ear of America like never before. Now that we've protested, now that we unified, now that we've come together, we need to go out and start telling people that Jesus Christ is real, Jesus Christ is Lord, and he will save you from out of that sin situation. He'll make you be able to see your brother and sister that they were created in the image of God, just like you are. You can't have one without the other. There's so many Christians right now that are going around, man, we just need to pray. Yeah, but faith without works is dead. I pray in faith, and by faith I go and protest. I pray in faith, but then I, I, I boycott by faith. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You guys hearing me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's too many. This one wants to pray. This one don't want to do nothing. This one don't want to do nothing. This one don't want to pray. We need to do them both peacefully. We need to keep treating the symptoms. But we need to also deal with the, the problem. We have to have discussions and conversations now. But here's the problem, saints of God. And I'm speaking to my black brothers and sisters. Listen to me. When somebody comes up to you and you tell them, hey, man, you know, it was kind of racist what you said. or you Dude, uh -uh, no. No, it wasn't. Don't get mad and angry. Show some fruits of the spirit. Patience, kindness, meekness, long-suffering, self-control. Do you realize, have you ever seen somebody who's been given bad news? I got to share a story. I seen this lady one day. I was young. And my, my mom's always taught me to be noble. She taught me to be a young man. And she was talking. And... She exposed herself by accident. She didn't realize that part of her body was exposed. And I thought me being a gentleman, because everybody else was standing around looking and didn't say anything. I thought me being a gentleman would go up and I, I said, excuse me, ma'am, you're, you're exposed, exposing yourself. Do you know she got mad at me and cussed me out? That's what's happening today. When people's hidden parts are exposed and you tell them that they're exposed they get upset with you and they'll attack you for trying to help them I, dude I'm trying to tell you I, my, my, my wife will tell you I, I had a boss one time and it was obvious and I thought I was being a good man of God and I pulled her into her office and I sat her down and I said, hey, you know, look, I, I love the relationship that we have, but I have to share some with you because I hear it going around and I care about you because you're a good leader. So I want to share this with you. And she was like, sure. What's going on, John? I said, um, it is very obvious that you treat people of other colors, Asian people, different than you treat everybody else. And I explained to her how. She got so offended at me and then threw this one at me. I can't be racist. My great-grandmother was black. Okay. I was trying to help you. So she gets offended and puts me out of the office. So at that time, what do I do? So you know what we've been doing as, as, as black people? Listen, you need to listen to me. And, blah, blah, blah. and remember, see, you're not getting anywhere when you do that. A soft answer turns away wrath. People don't want to know about what's being exposed. They, they, you got to be gentle. You have to be soft with them. Hey, look. And then, then, you know, when they listen, you say, look, I just, man, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to front you off. I'm not trying to do anything. But what I'm trying to do is make you aware of what you're doing and how other people see you. Now, what you do with it is up to you. But I made you aware of it. If you want to talk more about it, I'm a safe person to talk to. But when you flare up, Children of God, they, you're making a bad name for yourself and a bad name for Jesus Christ. 
I said in the video that I will continue to make this place a house of grace where people can come and lay their hangups and all their other issues down at the feet of Jesus. That means when somebody comes in here and they use inappropriate speech or they say something about other people, other races, is that we don't get offended and jump on them. We begin to give them the word of God and begin to speak to them with love and gentleness and kindness and meekness so that their hearts will be won over for Christ. Yeah, I've told people that are out there riding. I said, listen, man, you shouldn't be out there doing that. Nah, man, we got to go out there you know protest man no justice no peace and I said man look what Martin Luther King did Martin Luther King did everything peacefully he was a man of God they're like yeah 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 he did all that but look what happened to him I said we can't look what happened to him we have to look what happened for us oh man we, we didn't see that maybe maybe you didn't catch that saints of God because Jesus himself came and preached peace to the world and as he preached peace, he upset a bunch of people. And, 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 and when he went out there, they got him and they killed him for preaching peace. And he was peaceful. But everybody was looking for a savior that was going to come deliver him from the hands of the oppressor. I wish somebody would make the connection. The Jews were being oppressed by the Romans. They wanted somebody to come in and tear stuff up. But Jesus said, no, I'm not coming in on a horse. I'm coming in lowly on a donkey. I'm not coming in like an earthly king. I'm coming in like a heavenly king. I'm coming in meek and low. I'm coming in ushering in peace. I'm not coming the way you think I'm going to come because there were people called Barabbas. They were called zealots. They were going out tearing up stuff. They were rioting and killing people. If y'all want to do some history, go look at Masada. Because eventually, violence begets violence, and it's going to end bad for us. But peace begets peace. And when Jesus Christ died, look what happened to him. But look what he done for us. No greater love has any man known that a man lays his life down for his friend. Praise God. And as we sit down, saints, we keep and continue to try to fight this spiritual thing with natural ways. I'm here to tell you, naturally, there are things that we're supposed to do, but there's some spiritual things that we also need to do. I, I, I like the way Apostle Paul said it best in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. He said this, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments... And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedient, when your obedient, when your obedience is fulfilled. I have to break this down. Your weapons of warfare are not carnal. What does this mean? If I got weapons for warfare, that means we're at war. Don't be mistaken. There's a war going on. But it's not a war that you think that we see every day. It's not like going on in Iraq or Afghanistan. It's not that kind of war. It's a spiritual war. And he says your war that you're dealing with is not carnal. It's not this flesh. The war that you're dealing with isn't on the outward, but it's mighty in God. You keep trying to battle without God, you are fighting, you are punching at the air. That's why he said in Philippians chapter 3 and 9, he says, and to be found in him, not having my own righteousness, not having my own color, not having my own agenda, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God by faith. So I got to be found in Christ. If I'm going to fight this battle, I better make sure I'm not using carnal ways and I need to make sure I'm in God. For pulling down the strongholds. There are some strongholds, saints. There are some strongholds. Watch this, though. Strongholds don't just affect uh, an atmosphere. Strongholds affect people. You know what some of the strongholds are that we have? We think certain ways, and because we think certain ways, we think they're the right way. So many people are telling you, you have to speak up, you have to speak out. If you're a Christian and you don't speak out against this, you ain't a Christian. It's like, well, wait a minute, that's a stronghold. I, why, why are you saying that? I, I, can, I can find just as many scriptures in the Bible that talks about being silent as there is many scriptures in there for you saying something. Amen. Which tells me I need to hear from God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you better speak out if you want to, but I'm going to let you know you will be held accountable for what you say. 
casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Casting down arguments, arguments. Why are we arguing? I'm sorry. Once again, I'm speaking to the church. Why are we fighting? I don't want to be a part of any organization that ain't organized. I don't want to be a part of any organization that's fighting amongst itself. That's why people mock the church nowadays. Because when problems are going on out in the world, problems start going on inside the church. Love not the world or anything in it. If there's anything in love of the world, then Christ is not in you. When things are going on out in the world, we need to be the example on how the world needs to act. I'm sitting down looking at everybody here right now. I see every ethnicity, every nation represented here. And what I really love to see is so many mixed babies up in here. I'm just trying to tell you. All you Israelites in here. Pulling down these strongholds, casting down arguments and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Let me tell you something that is one of the things that you need to cast down in your mind right now. Fear. You know what? We get fear. And see, sometimes we're angry because we're afraid. And see, that's a thought because fear spawns a thought. And when you start thinking certain things, fear, God didn't give you the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So when you have that in your mind, fear in your mind, guess what? That's a thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. God says, I need you spiritually to cast that thing down. I need you to start thinking on anything pure, anything lovely, anything of good report. You need to think on these things and then all the peace that passes understanding shall encompass you. That we need to have the mind of Christ so that the Lord may instruct us i'm here to tell you saints of god that our warfare is not carnal it is spiritual and we need to start taking the scriptures and putting them into practice instead of just repeating them and saying them we need to start doing them blessed is he that is a doer of the word and not a hearer only god is bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ listen to me and being ready to punish all disobedience this is the part we don't like because when we, you know what our mindset is in our culture? You punish disobedience by chastising. But the scripture says, no, you're going to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. What is your obedience? Blessed are the peacemakers. Jesus was a peacemaker. The apostles were peacemakers. Martin Luther King was a peacemaker. These are peacemakers. All of them died. Nobody wants to hear about that. I, I, no, no, I want to I bring peace and live in it. But would you love your brother enough to bring peace and die for it? To have it? That's what, Jesus said it. He said, if any man should come after me, let him deny himself first. Pick up his cross daily and follow me. Sometimes that's not just figurative. Ephesians chapter 6. This is Bishop's favorite scripture. So we're going to start at 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I, I, I want to use this scripture, saints of God, because over the last few weeks, I've been getting phone calls and I've talked to many men of God in many different colors and many different denominations. And, and, and some of them are sitting down telling me that, listen, man, there's, there's no such a, yes, there's racism alive, but it's dying off. And, and there's no such thing as systematic racism. And I said, yes, systematic racism, it, it does exist. It exists this day until now. There, no, it isn't. Show me somewhere. Show me where our law is written. We got rid of Jim Crow. Man, no, no, no. You don't understand. Jim Crow was just to just to solidify the atmosphere that was already there see once they solidified the atmosphere they were able to get rid of the written law because now there's a spiritual law that trumps the written law and people are going to be following it I don't have to write it down if it's already something known you listen when right now my mom's house she never wrote down in a book that you can't wear a, a hat in her house but when I go to my mom's house to this day I know take your hat off when you walk in the house why because it's the atmosphere that she set in her house it is yes mom not yeah it is it she has set an atmosphere in her house 
And what has happened in the United States, there's been atmospheres that have set. And talking to a man of God, I would think that this is something natural, that they would understand this being a man of God because we are spiritual men. You can't see the wind, but they know about the wind. You don't see the wind, but there's results of the wind. Right now, if I tell you to go to San Francisco or Richmond and even parts of our own city, as soon as you enter that place, you tell the atmosphere changes. Why? Because there's powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places that are ruling that area. It is going on in our nation today. So I look at them and I give them this scripture. Listen, man of God, you have to understand. And I explained to him when Peter was on the boat and the storm happened and Peter did the boats rocking, the winds are, the waves are hitting the boat and the boat was going up and down and Peter looks out and then he looks out. Now, mind you, there's a storm going on, a storm so bad that it was rocking the boat almost to the point where it could sink. And, and Peter looks out and he sees Jesus. Now, I don't know why in our mind that we always think when you see Jesus that he's walking on calm water he wasn't he was in the storm with him I hope that just brought comfort to some of you guys in the storm Jesus ain't gonna leave you out in the storm he doesn't stand in a place of peace and tell you to come to him he'll come to you in the storm and say come on I'm right here so when Peter turns and look and says Lord if that's you bid me to come and Jesus said come now as he stepped out of the boat during the storm and the waves were hitting against the ship vehemently he stepped down and he began to do miracles he never thought of doing miracles. He never thought about breaking the laws of physics of walking on water. He just knew that I got to get to Jesus during a storm. I need to get to Jesus during this racism. I got to get to Jesus during social unrest. I just need to get to Jesus. We have to get to Jesus's feet. But saints of God, when you start pursuing the feet of Jesus, you need to understand just like Peter didn't at the time. He said the Bible declares that he turned and he saw the wind. You can't see wind. But it says he saw wind. Why did he see the wind? Because he started pursuing Jesus. And as we pursue Jesus, Jesus will allow us to see the things that are causing the waves to move. Oh my God, I'm preaching. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching better. Preach, Pastor. Preach. You guys don't understand. You're always wondering why people are acting the way that they're acting. You're wondering why people are coming at you because you're looking at the waves and not chasing after Jesus. Start chasing after Jesus and you'll start to see the wind blow. You'll start to see what's causing that person to act like they fell and bumped their head. Why do you hate me so much? It isn't them. They're being influenced. So I explained to them, pastor, you need to start chasing Jesus so that you could see there are atmospheres that are set in this country. There are things that are done and we just seen it. People are playing over and over and over and over again. We're seeing the spiritual wickedness happening because of atmospheres set in certain police departments. Look, we're seeing it because it's, it's set in certain cities with the rioters. It ain't just affecting the police officers. It's affecting people. Because disorder is the principality that's there and you're getting everybody's acting out of order. Not just the police, but the citizens. It's a sin issue. It's, it's, it's weird. It's like, I'm being affected by what you're being affected from, but I want to point out your stuff. You're out of order. We're all out of order. I'm going to bring this to a close. I told you I was going to share, share my heart with you. Because saints of God, this is dear to me. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I've never seen any of this coming. But there was something my wife will tell you. In my heart, before we even started this ministry, we would go around trying to unite ministries together. That was our goal. It wasn't to start a church. It was to go around and, and to unite churches, black churches, white churches, Latino churches, just bringing us together. Because, you know, honestly, I understand in certain places are because of language barriers that there's like the dominant, you know, black churches, Latino churches. I understand that. But we live in Susun, Fairfield, California. Come on. Why is there, and I'm just being honest, I'm speaking my heart. Why are there all white churches in Fairfield? Why are there all black churches in Fairfield? 
Now, I understand people like, well, you know, there's different flavors and different styles. I understand that. But us as pastors need to understand that. We need to have a little diversity going on. We, we need to sing in Spanish. We, we need to bring the choir up. We, we need a Hammond B3 organ up in here. I'm just saying. We need the diversity because it keeps things from getting boring. I just don't eat the same thing every day. I want a little bit of change sometime. Saints of God, we are living in pivotal times right now. It's not time to be upset. It's not time. Listen, I know you're upset. I know you're angry. But listen, it's time to take that anger, that frustration and fear and put it to work. We have the ear of America like never before. When I say we, I'm talking about the church. People are scared to death of dying from a disease, COVID-19. And then God turns around and lets this happen. People are scared to death. They're looking for hope. And the hope of the world is the church. It's the body of Christ. Can we please stop playing around and with our isms and schisms? Let's come together as a body of believers and support ourselves so that the world will see that there's unity in the church. Then they're going to want to come and be here. Saints, I, I'm, just, I'm just sharing with you. I've been on both sides of the ball. Both sides of the line. I used to be a thug. I used to be out there running from the police, doing all that kind of stuff. I have been brutally beat up by the police officers before. One time, I deserved it. Just being honest. Running my mouth, trying to fight the police. And they handed it to me. Another time was for nothing, just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it made me angry. And I started really hating police officers. And then as I got saved and started coming on the other side, as I started seeing Christ, and I started seeing my disobedience, and I started seeing what was in me, I was able to start seeing other people that, man, they're just like me. A police officer, a rioter, a protester, a boycotter, a white man, a black man, a Latino, an Asian, an Indian, they're all like me. And you know what that means like me? I had a sin issue and I needed a savior. And not only do I get saved and leave it, I need to renew my mind that I may prove that which is acceptable in the, per the good and the perfect will of God. It's a growth pattern. You're going to meet people you talk to that don't have an idea. You're going to meet black people that don't believe there's racism. You'll meet white people that don't believe there's racism. But God has called us to be Christians to be able to start the conversation. Because I'm telling you, guys, if you don't put grace on top, you, it's not going to get anywhere. We could be the start of change in America. You could stand and proudly say, yes, I am a black man, I, but I am a black Christian man. And I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ loves me just as much as he loves you. And you're, you're, the issue you have isn't with me and it's not with my race. The issue that you have, sir, is that you need Jesus. And oh man, I got Jesus in my heart, boy. Yeah, but not only does it need to be in your heart, because the Bible says that you have to renew your mind. See, renewing your heart just by your heart isn't good enough. You have to renew your mind with your heart. But what do you mean about renewing my mind? I don't get the, oh man, let me tell you, because I used to think certain ways. You got to have a conversation. They're going to come after you. Yeah, I know I use the, the southern accent, sorry. But there's a time, there's a time that if Ben came up and talked to me, I'd, I'd be scared. I'm being dead serious. Ben's one of the most saved people I know like you better believe it I love Jesus Christ from here in Tennessee he gonna say something to me too I know he's watching but saints of God we gotta get rid of this stuff renew our minds I want you to be proud of who you are 
because God has fearfully and wonderfully made you. You are somebody. Do you really, do you understand when God created you, he created you just the way that you are and he celebrated you after he made you and if man can't celebrate you who are made in the image of God, then they can't even celebrate the image of God. You dare not better hate any of God's creation. (laughs) It's time to turn that anger and fear into something productive. It's time to ask God how to have those conversations with grace and understanding. Not getting mad or offended because people don't see it the way that you do. You guys, I'm I'm gonna end with this. You you guys know Jesus prayed something that was very important. It's before he left this earth. Now, I know Kai and I had the awesome opportunity to minister to her grandmother at the time. She was Jehovah Witness. And, I, you know, the way I felt at the time, I was like, they're not going to listen to me because they know everything. They just don't hear it. But she was. She was open to hear us. And we went in and we gave her Christ. We gave her Jesus Christ. We talked about the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost and everything. She just repented. She received the Lord. And she's on her deathbed. Watch this. And she said to us, do you remember, I said, is there anything you want? She goes, yes, I want you to pray. And this, is, this was her dying prayer. I want, I want my children adopted and my real children to come back together and be family again. Do you know a person's dying prayer is very important? It's probably something that's the most important to them. Amen? Most dearest to their heart. Let me tell you what Jesus did. His prayer was. John 17, he says, that I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. He said, Lord, let them be one as you and I are one. That was his wish before he left this world. That's what he wanted more than anything. Listen, I'm talking to the church. God wants us to be one. We got to stop being mad at each other and being arguing kind of sideways, looking at each other. Look, I may not be where you're at spiritually or emotionally, so give me the grace to get there. Can, can I get the grace to get there, please? I mean, you know, when you make mistakes, you want grace. So when I make mistakes, when I don't give it right, can you please give me the same grace that you would want when you blow it? How many people want their prayers answered? I want my prayers answered. But well, watch this. Try answering Jesus' prayer first. That's if we become one. I want to fight for us to be one. I will fight. I will endeavor to keep the unity in the spirit and the bond of Christ amongst the brethren. If I ever hear that anybody in this church is being racist, you're going to get checked. And it may be over the pulpit. Sorry. I don't usually do that, but times are too sensitive right now. I will not allow any division in this church. It will not happen while it's on my watch. We are to come together as a body of believers, fitly joined together, supplying each one what we need so that we can move as the body of Christ so that everybody will know that God sent Jesus Christ into this world, that he is here alive in the body of Christ, and that we could go out and witness to people because, watch this, the strongest witness you can ever give to somebody is the witness of the way you're living. It ain't about your words. It's about what you do. I expect the world to be divided. And as I say this, some of you are going to get mad at me, but it's okay. You love me. Amen. I'm not interested in making America great again. I'm interested in making America free from sin. I should make a hat. Everybody's trying to make America great again. And that's no, I'm not, I'm not trying to talk about our president because that's become the cry. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the cry of the church. It has nothing to do with anybody else. This, the, the, our cry should be, dude, there's nothing good. God, God said it. There's nothing good but God. So how are you going to try to make America great? We need to get America free from sin. Just because it was founded on biblical principles doesn't mean that everybody was reading the Bible. 
We can't continue to look at our world through skin-colored glasses. We must look at the world through the blood-stained cross so that we can fulfill Jesus' request that we be one as he and the Father are one, that we may experience perfect unity and peace. Saints of God, I know you're angry. I know you're frustrated. I know you're hurt. And so was I until today. I walked in here frustrated, angry, and hurt. But then the Lord spoke to me right before first service. And he freed me because I started seeing that, do you know that there is usually a, com a calamity before there's revival? And I knew the, the first calamity that happened was the 49ers lost the Super Bowl. I was like, Jesus is coming back. We blew a 10-point lead. Okay, it doesn't help me, Jesus. But watch this. Do you remember the prophetic word that somebody said over 10 years ago? They said, when Kansas City wins the Super Bowl, revival was going to break out. And I was like, well, that ain't going to happen this year. Boom, happened. But then all of a sudden, God, listen, you guys, watch this. God allows COVID to happen. Then recession. Then joblessness. Then this. And I'm like, what else is going to happen? Saints of God, we're still here. Look around. You know why God has saved his people? Because revival is getting ready to happen. I wish I had a revival is getting ready to happen. God is coming back. And he's going to come back in the twinkling of an eye. He's going to crack the sky. And those that are asleep shall rise first. And the rest of us shall rise again with him. Jesus is coming back. He is calling for a revival of his saints. That we can spread the word of God to those lost that need Jesus and the Spirit of God to bring hope into a dying world. Is anybody with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.